Welcome to Matt Levitt Online, the podcast on all things top line. Matt has helped thousands of solopreneurs grow their businesses from concept to execution. Enjoy the episode. We've probably all heard that by applying our life purpose each and every day, what we're telling ourselves will determine your true ability to do what you need to do to achieve the results that you want to achieve. So you ever ask yourself, what is it I'm supposed to do with my life? Of course you have. We all do it. What am I supposed to do with my time? What am I supposed to do with my vocation and my business? And how is all of this put together? What is my spirituality in regards to what I'm doing in my daily life? And why is it what I'm doing many times isn't working? And I ask you this because as you're looking at what you do each and every day, it's important to determine what in the world is the purpose. What is my life purpose? And I know for myself, I finally determined after many years of being in business, owning and operating so many different businesses, frustration to frustration to frustration, sometimes having a lot of really a lot of fun, other times not having so much fun, I began to realize that my life purpose really is to teach. It's to provide direction and guidance and to teach other people and show them a better way or another way or a simpler way or just a way. We all need to find our own vibe, our own purpose, one that allows us to develop the tribe that we're working with. And this is for those of you that want to consider building a business and being serious about building a business and being serious about your own business. You have to find the system or the group or the idea that works for you. And that process or that journey, that's where the fun is. A lot of people will say, you know, once I, once I reach this goal, then I'm going to be uh, happy. Once I get my new home, once I get my new car, once I'm able to get my business volume to a certain level, once I'm able to have my revenue to a certain level, once I'm able to achieve a certain thing, an item, whatever it may be, you think that that's when you're going to be having or achieving or or feeling like it's all been worth it and that's where the arrival or the fun might be. And the reality is, it's the process, it's the journey. That's where the fun is because otherwise what will happen is if you get to the point where you achieve that goal and you get to the point where you, you've reached um, that successful point, and believe me, I've met and worked with and developed lots of rich men and women who absolutely hate their life. They hate what they do, and they hate people around them. And I hate to use that word hate, but there you go, because it's a fact. So what I want you to do is I want you to go deep down inside and determine what is my purpose. Once you know that, your passion is going to carry you to help complete your purpose. Now, the big reason I like to be in business as an entrepreneur, uh, the reason that I like to work with other people and teach them how to uh, develop their business is that, and by the way, it all started with, it gave me freedom, it gave me lifestyle, I loved the cash, and I thought that was it. 
And those were the reasons why I got started. Financial services got started in. And by the way, when I started my first business of mowing lawns, my purpose, I, I had no clue what my purpose was other than I needed cash uh, to be able to buy new clothes, to be able to buy my own clothes instead of getting hand-me-downs from everybody all the time. I wanted my own stuff. And that's why I started. That was a pretty good purpose, though. You know, but again, that was, it was cash. And then uh, as time went along, I, I found that I had a freedom. I was able to have some freedom to be, to be able to get up and go to work when I wanted to, to be able to stop and quit when I wanted to, to be able to take time off during the day when I wanted to. And as I moved into financial services, the same concept applied. I liked the money that I was making. I liked the freedom. I liked the lifestyle. And that's what kept me going. And there's nothing wrong with that. And after 24 years of freedom and lifestyle and making the money, you know, that, that carried me uh, for a very, very long time. But today, I realize that my purpose is, is to really teach, to guide, to impact, and to put out some of the wisdom that I've been able to accomplish over these years and to be able to put it out in a simple yet uh, profound way and I can do it on my terms. So today I enjoy what I do. I love to teach. And I'm grateful for all the wisdom that my journey has brought me. So I can share with others and make life a little bit better and acceptable place for everybody. At least from uh, my small bubble and perspective that I come to. Now, I shared that with you about me. What I want you to do is I want you to take time and look at yourself. What is it about what what is it about your daily process that you like? What is it about your daily process that you don't like? We've all probably heard of the Ben Franklin T. If not, take a take a line, draw it across your paper, and then dissect it down the middle, a line straight down the middle. And on the left side, you're gonna put all the reasons why or what you sh- what you like about your business, what you like about your daily operation, what you like to do that makes you fun, the process, all this stuff. And then on the right side, I want you to put down all the things you don't like and or switch it around. All the things you don't like on the left side and all the things you do like on the right side. You just want to make a, make a list of this and take a look at it and begin to spend more time on the stuff that you like and learn how to delegate off the stuff that you don't like. This is how you will get through your business and make it successful. Get through your life every single day and be able to make it successful. And that is to be able to determine what can I pass off to the to pass off those things that I don't like or I'm not good at or I don't want to do. Because let's face it, it's all about having 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 the passion. It's all about having fun, making sure that your purpose and your process come together because it's the journey that's the most important piece to this. Take time today to work on your purpose and see the change that it takes in in your life. Taking that concept of your purpose will make all the difference for you and it'll begin to take place as you grow and develop your passion that in turn is going to ignite your mind and get you closer to attaining the goals that you set out to attain while having a lot more fun doing it.
Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit mattlevittonline.com to sign up for emails and connect on social media for regular how-tos, business commentary, and more. That's mattlevittonline.com. What motivates buyers to buy? Motivation in itself is a key word. Understand a potential customer's motivation and you're one step closer to gaining their business. So what actually motivates a buyer? Let's run through some basic motivators of people and why they buy. The first one, of course, is fear. Everybody understands fear. Fear of missing out on something. Fear of if I don't make a decision right now, uh, this may pass me by. Now, a lot of businesses run sales to create fear. So they're motivate, they understand the motivation of fear and they're motivating people to be motivated to buy based on fear. Uh, a second one is greed. I'll be rewarded if I do make a decision. So the purpose of somebody, for example, in financial services, stock purchasing, uh, getting involved in a, in a commodity or Bitcoin, uh, getting involved in whatever it is that you're selling in your business, Greed will motivate some people. Now, there's basically there's six basic ones. Fear and greed are the two biggest ones. That's why I talk about them in the first and second position. And that is the one that motivates people the most. You can almost always get somebody, find out somebody's motivation for wanting to purchase something. In every business that I've been involved in, Almost everybody comes down to fear and greed. Now, there is, of course, uh, a few others, and I want to run through them as well. Um, let, let's see. Envy. Uh, I must make a decision before my competition. So when you're dealing with organizations that are in a very competitive state, when you're dealing mainly business to business, you're going to find envy work very well. Um, biz, uh, be, because if I make a decision before my competition, I got one up on them. And having a new software program, for example, uh, bringing in a new sales organization, for example, that can get me ahead of the competition. Creating a new marketing uh, ploy of some kind. This is called envy. I must make a decision before my competition. Pride is another one. My decision will make me look smart. Pride. My decision will make me look smart. Now you're going to find overlapping. Sometimes people are motivated by fear. And at the same time, they're motivated by they want to look good. You're going to find people that are motivated by greed and pride at the same time most often. Greed and pride go hand in hand. My decision will make me look smart. And that's where greed a lot of times comes in. I made this stock move and look what happened to me. I bought it two bucks a share and it went to five bucks a share. Oh, yay me. Motivated by greed and pride. So th these are, th it's a very interesting thing when you start thinking about and you drill down to somebody's motivations, shame. If I don't do this, 
if I don't make this decision, I might look stupid. I might look bad. I don't want to look bad in front of my peers, in front of my competition, in front of others. If I don't do this, if I don't make this decision, I might look stupid. My neighbors might think differently or ill of me. People in the car sales business understand these main four that I went through. Fear, greed, envy, pride, and shame. Those... Envy, pride, and shame are important parts of almost any car salesman's mind as they're working to bring people to the closing table to go through the four-square process that they typically do. Envy, pride, and shame. All right, shame. If I don't do this, if I don't make this decision... I'm going to look like an idiot. Nobody wants to do that. And the last one, altruism, it's not really the last one, but it's one of the main big uh, six, altruism, help others by making a smart decision. Your decision positively impacts others. When I was in the business many years ago, I was on the board of a brand new church. There were seven individuals. We started a new church in Nashville, Tennessee, under the um, guidance of the pastor at the time, Pete Wilson. And we had altruism as our number one motivation. In my in my mind, nobody else maybe thought this way. And I didn't really discuss this, but altruism, by helping others make a smart decision, your decision positively will impact those people. So your decision will positively impact others. We were flat out motivated by altruism when we started that church. Seven guys, funny, it was all guys who started the church. And we attracted an audience of people in no time, mainly because of the charismatic atmosphere that we put together and also that Pete carried and brought to the Sunday morning service. So altruism, help others by making a smart decision. Your decision positively impacts others. One, two, three, four, five, six, fear, greed, envy, pride, shame, altruism, are the sixth biggest motivators that you're going to find when you're working through the process of helping people understand making a decision. This is what motivates a buyer. And these core motivators are behind nearly all purchasing decisions by all humans. Now, Sometimes, no matter how good you are, some people in some companies are not willing to make a change, no matter what, unless you understand why they are not willing to make that change. And when you understand these motivations, and when you understand why people and what their pain is or their pleasure is, you're going to be able to drill down right into the process 
of understanding what motivates the buyer. Fear of loss, what might be lost, the change may be too difficult uh, for some people to explain or grasp versus staying the same. So it's up to us as independent contractors, as small business owners, as solopreneurs, to work with individuals and help them understand, to work with companies and help them understand the difficulty in making the change and the value of doing that is going to be better. And it's our job to paint that picture. I've often talked about our our biggest part of rapport is to tell our story and develop a story that's going to be workable around the story of the people that you are working with. Make some modifications and do that. When it pertains to motivation, we have to drill down to communicating what is causing a person not to make the change. And once we understand these motivations and we explain how our product will provide a solution for their problem or our product will provide a solution to help them with their pleasure. So the product, of course, is our offering. The solution is the problem that we're solving. And an exercise for you will be to take your product, list out all the facts, all the features, understand what your facts and features are of your product, then, then, then it's like a Ben Franklin T. Then, you've probably heard of this before, some haven't. The Ben Franklin T is the pros on one side, the cons on the other. Or, in this case, the offering, the value, the facts of what our product brings, whatever your product is, and on the opposite side, the solutions that come about as of the benefit for using the product. Once you understand that and you list those out, features on one side, benefits on the other, physical attributes on one side, and the purpose of why the person purchases what they purchase on the other side. This is going to make a difference. It's going to make a point to engage with your new prospect, with your potential customer, to be able to develop this idea of working through those motivations with them and helping them understand how to solve their problems. What motivates buyers to buy? Motivation in itself is a key word. Understand a potential customer's motivation and you're one step closer to gaining their business. So what actually motivates a buyer? Let's run through some basic motivators of people and why they buy. The first one, of course, is fear. Everybody understands fear. Fear of missing out on something. Fear of if I don't make a decision Right now, uh, this may pass me by. 
Now, a lot of businesses run sales to create fear. So they're motivated, they understand the motivation of fear and they're motivating people to be motivated to buy based on fear. Uh, a second one is greed. I'll be rewarded if I do make a decision. So the purpose of somebody, for example, in financial services, stock purchasing, uh, getting involved in a, in a commodity or Bitcoin, uh, getting involved in whatever it is that you're selling in your business, greed will motivate some people. Now, there's basically there's six basic ones. Fear and greed are the two biggest ones. That's why I talk about them in the first and second position. And that is the one that motivates people the most. You can almost always get somebody, find out somebody's motivation for wanting to purchase something. In every business that I've been involved in, almost everybody comes down to fear and greed. Now, there is, of course... Uh, a few others, and I want to run through them as well. Um, let, let's see, envy. Uh, I must make a decision before my competition. So when you're dealing with organizations that are in a very competitive state, when you're dealing mainly business to business, you're going to find envy work very well. Um, biz, uh, be, because if I make a decision before my competition, I got one up on them. And having a new software program, for example, uh, bringing in a new sales organization, for example, that can get me ahead of the competition, creating a new marketing uh, ploy of some kind. This is called envy. I must make a decision before my competition. Pride is another one. My decision will make me look smart. Pride. My decision will make me look smart. Now, you're going to find overlapping. Sometimes people are motivated by fear. And at the same time, they're motivated by they want to look good. You're going to find people that are motivated by greed and pride at the same time most often. Greed and pride go hand in hand. My decision will make me look smart. And that's where greed a lot of times comes in. I made this stock move and look what happened to me. I bought it two bucks a share and it went to five bucks a share. Oh, yay me. Motivated by greed and pride. So th these are, th it's a very interesting thing when you start thinking about and you drill down to somebody's motivations. Shame. If I don't do this, if I don't make this decision, I might look stupid. I might look bad. I don't want to look bad in front of my peers, in front of my competition, in front of others. If I don't do this, if I don't make this decision, I might look stupid. My neighbors might think differently or ill of me. People in the car sales business understand these Main four that I went through, fear, greed, envy, pride, and shame. Those, envy, pride, and shame, are important parts of almost any car salesman's mind as they're working to 
bring people to the closing table to go through the four square process that they typically do. Envy, pride, and shame. All right, shame. If I don't do this, if I don't make this decision, I'm going to look like an idiot. Nobody wants to do that. And the last one, altruism, it's not really the last one, but it's one of the main big uh, six, altruism, help others by making a smart decision. Your decision positively impacts others. When I was in the business many years ago, I was on the board of a brand new church. There were seven individuals. We started a new church in Nashville, Tennessee, under the um, guidance of the pastor at the time, Pete Wilson. And we had altruism as our number one motivation. In my, in my mind, nobody else maybe thought this way, and I didn't really discuss this, but altruism by helping others make a smart decision, your decision positively will impact those people. So your decision will positively impact others. We were flat out motivated by altruism when we started that church. Seven guys, funny it was all guys, who started the church, and we attracted an audience of people in no time, mainly because of the charismatic atmosphere that we put together and also that Pete carried and brought to the Sunday morning service. So altruism, help others by making a smart decision. Your decision positively impacts others. One, two, three, four, five, six, fear, greed, envy, pride, shame, altruism are the sixth biggest motivators that you're going to find when you're working through the process of helping people understand making a decision. This is what motivates a buyer. And these core motivators are behind nearly all purchasing decisions by all humans. Now, sometimes no matter how good you are, some people in some companies are not willing to make a change, no matter what, unless you understand why they are not willing to make that change. And when you understand these motivations, and when you understand why people and what their pain is or their pleasure is, you're going to be able to drill down right into the process of understanding what motivates the buyer? Fear of loss, what might be lost, the change may be too difficult uh, for some people to explain or grasp versus staying the same. So it's up to us as independent contractors, as small business owners, as solopreneurs, to work with individuals and help them understand, to work with companies and help them understand the difficulty in making the change and the value of doing that is going to be better and it's our job to paint that picture. I've often talked about our, our biggest 
part of rapport is to tell our story and develop a story that's going to be workable around the story of the people that you are working with. Make some modifications and do that. When it pertains to motivation, we have to drill down to communicating what is causing a person not to make the change. And once we understand these motivations and we explain how our product will provide a solution for their problem or our product will provide a solution to help them with their pleasure. So the product, of course, is our offering. The solution is the problem that we're solving. And an exercise for you will be to take your product, list out all the facts, all the features, understand what your facts and features are of your product, then the, uh, then, then it's like a Ben Franklin T. Then, you've probably heard of this before, some haven't. The Ben Franklin T is the pros on one side, the cons on the other. Or, in this case, the offering, the value, the facts of what our product brings, whatever your product is, and on the opposite side, the solutions that come about as of the benefit for using the product. Once you understand that and you list those out, features on one side, benefits on the other, physical attributes on one side, and the purpose of why the person purchases what they purchase on the other side. This is going to make a difference. It's going to make a point to engage with your new prospect, with your potential customer, to be able to develop this idea of working through those motivations with them and helping them understand how to solve their problems.